Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. And we are back with this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It is ATDC Radio broadcasting live from down here at the ATDC. First up on this episode, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast Retail Tech Catalyst, Miss Monique Mills. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me today. Well, we are delighted to have you. Retail Tech Catalyst, uh, role, mission, purpose. What are you trying to do for the folks here at ATDC? Well, the Retail Tech program is still relatively new. And the goal of it is to bring together and create startups that are um, innovating in the retail space. Um, as we all know, they're having challenges. And um, it's it's a combination of reasons why. Of course, things are changing, but um, there are many innovations and technologies that can help sustain the industry. And we're here to help build up those companies. Now, what is your backstory? How did you land in a role like this? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I have a long, long history, but I'm an electrical engineer turned serial entrepreneur and that I, makes perfect sense, right, guys? Electrical yeah, engineer, entrepreneur, makes sense. retail tech catalyst. It's your typical path. <laughs> typical path. I actually had a startup um, where many retailers were my customers. And so I got ah. to really understand the issues that they had deeply. And so when they needed someone to run the program here, I guess I was a natural fit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like the best about it? What do you find the most rewarding? The most rewarding part are the founders and the ideas they come up with and the enthusiasm they have to change the world, um, you know, one retailer at a time and um, create things to save and help businesses. These startup folks, uh, they're unflappable. I mean, I feel 10 yeah. years younger every time we come down yeah. here and do these live broadcasts. The, the spirit, I, the soul, there's just something yeah. about these people. They're uh, you know what I thought of the other day? I was watching something on Netflix, a Roman thing. I thought, these folks are gladiators. Yes. Right? <laughs> they are gladiators. They are doing the work that takes courage. You have to step out there. You have to go out there like the, the emperor with no clothes and be judged and be rejected and still get up every day and continue to do it. So your startup journey, did you experience some of those same highs and oh, lows? Absolutely. Um, I was early, like my technology was early and I spent so much time educating. It just wore me out. So anytime <laughs> you're early, that's what you're spending all your time and money doing is educating. Um, and uh, so everything that they're going through, I've been there, done that. And um, so I can empathize and help them through it. Well, that level of credibility, I'm sure serves you and them extremely, extremely well. That's a, that's important. I, yeah. I think. Now, you have, or there is, coming up pretty soon, this Retail Technology Innovation Symposium get-together Margarita Monday <laughs> thing. I don't know what it is, but you got some big powwow coming up, right? It is the big powwow of the year. This is our third annual ATDC Retail Technology and Innovation Symposium. I know, that's a long title, That's a right? lot, right? <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but, the, you know, the thing is, Retail Tech is a lot of things. If you think about it, it's operations, it's customer at analytics, it's, um, you know, logistics, it's, it's just so many different pieces. So Maybe we even reviews. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Reviews. <laughs> we should get somebody in here to talk about that in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
So we actually have one of the founders that are that's going to be showcasing his technology at the symposium here with us today. So how many uh, uh, folks do you expect and, w- and what are some of the disciplines that we might see there? Yeah. So we're expecting 200 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're expecting 200 people when it's a combination of um, retailers, industry um, professionals um, from various companies, investors, as well as startup founders. There are also some researchers and uh, PhDs um, from Georgia Tech that are coming to display some of their research and applications to the industry. And getting all those people together in the same room to make things happen Mm. is extremely powerful. And that's the purpose of the event. Um, In addition to, of course, showcasing our fantastic founders from ATDC. So we'll have a showcase. It's one of the wonderful things, and I really do think there are so many about just being hanging out in this in, in this environment, this yeah. ATDC environment. I think it was earlier today somebody used the word collisions, you yeah. know, just like and you bump into folks and, yeah. and great ideas. Uh, now we're doing this pretty soon. This is what's the date on this? It's October thirty first, and it's all day, so it's from nine right. a.m. to six p.m. and it's at the garage in Tech Square, which is at a uh, eight forty eight. Spring Street Northwest. So it's behind the ATDC building. So I just want people to realize that they don't show up to the ATDC, 200 <laughs> people. Good grief. Um, but yes, yeah, at the garage and it's an all day event. It'll be a combination of breakout sessions and our, um, some of our ATDC founders will be showcasing their technology and demoing it on the stage in front of everyone. And uh, our breakout sessions will include topics like artificial intelligence and retail, drone technology and retail, um, supply chain innovations and omni-channel. I know, big words, right? They are big (laughs) words. It sounds like you guys have put a lot of thought into this. I know there must be a lot of moving parts. Two words, you know, take it for what it's worth. But given the day, Hershey bars. Yep. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Halloween theme, right? Right, Steve? What do you think? There should be some candy there, right? (laughs) Well, you can never have enough candy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But now this is, uh, I know this is kind of the thrust right now, but you got this other thing, this fast pitch thing. We do. Speak to that a little bit. Fast pitch is actually meant to help bring people into ATDC that are very, very early stage, sometimes just an idea or a uh, preliminary product. And we want some new ideas in, right? And so these people are not typically ATDC members, and they are going to pitch their idea or new product to the audience. And we have three judges that's going to ask additional questions and, and actually judge. And the audience gets to vote for their favorite. Very cool. Yeah. And then, and then the winner does get a Hershey bar. What's the? <laughs> well, the winner actually does get membership into ATDC, and I'll start working with them to get them to the next level six months. And if there are any listeners out there that don't know, that is no small no. prize. No. I tell you what, the 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 work that is done here in this facility, and we've been down here at Business Radio X. We've been down here enough to listen to people talk about what they've learned about the customer discovery process. What. Just so much gets done here that really equips people to go to market. So uh, that is a fantastic prize. So uh, you mentioned uh, just a moment ago that you've got uh, one of these folks with you. Who did you bring with you today? Well, we brought in Steve Baxter today of Gator Reviews. He's a new, actually, it's a new company in the ATDC, and we're so excited about it. Steve, you want to tell us more about you? Well, welcome to ATDC. Yeah. Welcome to Business Radio X. Uh, we're delighted to have you. 
Gator Reviews? Gator Reviews. Gator Reviews. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Gator Reviews. Well, thank you for that introduction, Monique, and thanks for the invitation. Thank you, Stone, for inviting us here today as well. Yeah, our pleasure, man. Thank you. Well, Gator Reviews is a, as the name implies, it's a reviews company. Uh, But it's a lot more than that. Uh, It's uh, complete reputation management. And it's solving for a very unique problem, which is unknown identity. Uh, I've been asked... Many times, does the world really need another customer reviews platform? Well, I got to be honest with you. You know, I'm socially skilled enough not to do it, particularly on the air, but that's really kind of what I just asked myself when you said, when you introduced yourself. Right. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of that kind of thing out there, right? Of course there is. There are probably hundreds of companies now doing, doing some form of uh, customer feedback process. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I had one of them. I founded a company back in 2006, 2007. God, you are a gladiator. You've done all this stuff before you got it. Wow. You'd have thought. <laughs> Why don't you have a job now, Steve, after all that? Me? I'm a slow learner. <laughs> no kidding, though. You've, you've done this type of thing before. You've built, with your own hands, you've built something. Yes, yeah, so I founded a company uh, back in, like I said, back in uh, 2006, 2007. It was um, to operationalize Net Promoter Score. Uh, mm-hmm. NPS had been out about a year or two. A book had been written. Um, nobody was really doing it from an operational, from a software perspective. And, um, I, I, I started one of the first companies to do that. And I, and I remember going into, um, a, a meeting, a conference with, there's probably a, a thousand people in the room. And I was fortunate enough to be invited to speak at it on customer experience and feedback. And I asked the, 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 the attendees to by a show of hands who had heard of NPS and who was doing customer feedback and probably five hands went up in the room. Wow. And now if you ask the same question, everybody's hands going to go up. So here we are starting a, a brand new mm. company to, to, to do essentially, well, it's not the same thing, but something quite similar. And uh, I tell you, when I started that company, and it was somewhat successful. I mean, I, I grew that company. We had 30,000 customers using the software within the space of five years. Wow. So it wasn't exactly, you know, unsuccessful. Right. Know? And, um, and it was uh, acquired about 18 months ago. Um, and, and we licensed that software also off to uh, NCR. That product is known globally as NCR Customer Voice. So, you know, I mean, that product is used extensively. Um, so... <clears throat> Why do it again and why Gator Reviews? And, and the answer is that there's only two ways really of getting a customer review. Uh, one is to ask for it and, mm-hmm. and the other one is to uh, almost hope that your customer leaves a review. And all those review sites out there like Yelp and TripAdvisor and uh, Facebook, uh, Google Review, Google, uh, they're all sites that rely really on the customer taking time out, uh, leaving their feedback about your business. And and what we found over the years is typically a customer has to be uh, really quite disappointed, uh, like a one-star review. Uh, so you're getting the outliers. Right. And uh-huh. typically you get that or you get really, you get people who you've exceeded their expectation. Uh, so it's not just a, if they could give you more than five stars, they probably would. Right. You, you've really exceeded their expectation. And this is, this is gray mass, which is about 90 odd percent of most of your customers that sort of sit in this four to 4.5 star range where you, you've met the objective. You know, you, 
they expected good food, they expected good service, they expected a good product, and they got one. Uh, and, and they don't leave a review at all is what you're saying. They don't tend to go out of their way to do that. I see. Uh, so it gives you the, the other way. And before we get into that, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this unsolicited way. What happens is if you get two people, one's giving you a one star and the other one's giving you a five star, the average is still three. And that's still poor. <laughs> and so a lot of businesses really are harmed by these, these open platforms where you're relying on the customer to just – by their own device to give you some feedback. Right. And the business model as well associated with some of these sites uh, doesn't really lend themselves to, 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 the, to, to, to the people they think they're serving. Um, so the other way is this, this way you're soliciting the review, where you're asking somebody for it. And for that, you need to know who they are. And the fact of the matter is 90% of all business is done offline. Uh, it's done in a, it, it's done in a bar. It's done in a restaurant. It's done in a store. It's, it's done in your home. It's people are walking in, buying and walking out. You have no idea who your customer is. So it's pretty hard to solicit them if you don't know who they are. And that's why we design Gator Reviews. I, I just bought a slice across the way and I, there was no real interaction. It was really good. I'm going to go back. But if we hadn't had this conversation, I'd have never said anything good, bad, or indifferent about, you know, that's exactly your point, right? That is the point. <laughs> that guy doesn't know who I am, doesn't know, yeah. Doesn't know who you are, uh, doesn't know how to get him back in touch with you, uh, he's got no way of, um, uh, you're a promoter, you, you like his you like his product, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and so we-, we And I don't mind telling you, and we're sitting in this room, right? Yeah. There we go. Uh, you know, we've gone from, you know, the power of word of mouth to now the, you know, the power of a click. And, and a share. And, and so what, what Gator Reviews does, and, and it's, it's rather a fun way, actually. So imagine that you've gone in, you've bought that slice of pizza, and the guy handed you a little card, like a little lottery card, a scratch card, and says, hey, take this. And you scratch that card. And there's a little website there. You go to that website, and you leave a review. Mm-hmm. But to find out if you've won anything, maybe another slice of pizza or... A free soda the next time you I'd come. I'd do that in a heartbeat. You do it in a heartbeat. Because I'm coming away. I'm, yes, I would do that. And so, okay, do nice. it. You do it in a heartbeat. And, it, and yeah. it's fun and it's engaging, right? And so what we do is uh, the business takes these little scratch cards that we've got. You hand them out. You scratch. <clears> you put the code into the, the website. You leave your review and you find out if you've won something. And so what we're finding is the fun element of this, we're getting a 50 to 65% response rate from all of the customers, wow. all of the customers, not just the customers that you know, you've got the email for, or they're in a loyalty program, all of your customers. And uh, not only are you getting feedback, which is terrific, uh, which we then actually go on and syndicate, it's shared to Google, it's picked up, you know, we're using the technology, so it goes into Google reviews, we can share it wherever you want, onto your website, wherever. But, but... But more importantly, you know, you're getting that, that, that customer information and there's an incentive to come back. And so we're driving up to 100% repeat, repeat business from the customers who are engaging with our platform. That is incredible. And it strikes me that if you get that chance to have this conversation with the proprietor at the pizza place, you're probably very successful in marketing this kind of thing, how, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a company like yours that's trying to, to meet a market like this? Are you out just beating the bushes or is there some other way to get that piece of it done? Well, both, uh, both myself and, uh, and, uh, 
my co-founder Pierre and Ray Pochon and uh, our other two co-founders. Uh, we've got a pretty extensive network. Uh, Pierre founded uh, a company pretty much the same time as I founded mine. Uh, again, successfully, it was, it was acquired, and uh, we've known each other for twelve years. We've always wanted to do business together, and uh, and now we are. And uh, we're both tapping into our networks, and it's it's going is going quite well. That's fantastic. So, Monique, you must just be so proud when you have someone in the program. No, really, this has got to make you – you must go home and, and, and sleep really well at night and feel very good about what you do for a living. I, I love what I do for a living, but it's people like Steve that is like, wow, like light bulbs go off. <laughs> it's like, you know what, that's an awesome idea. And to actually – execute on it and have someone who's done it before. That's the part where it's like, yeah, I can't wait to see where this company lands. Well, it would be exciting for me. It seems like it's an exciting time for you, Steve. In retrospect, as you're sharing this with the people in this room, there seems to be a really strong element of simplicity to the idea, right? It doesn't seem like overly complicated idea, but a lot of good ideas are that way. And I, I don't, I can't speak for Pat and Monique, but I'd have never come up with it, you know, but now that you've articulated it, the, the concept makes all the sense in the world to me. Well, that's good to hear because, and, and I think it's, um, if I can talk about being an entrepreneur and I think some of the challenges that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, um, face, it's that simplicity is actually quite difficult. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I, I do a fair amount of advising. I sit on a couple of boards and, um, I cannot tell you the number of times, you know, when I've sort of walked in there and say, like, what is it you do? And they give me the four or five or six or seven, ten things that they do. And it gets complicated, right? And, and it's not, it's not what you do, it's what you don't do. That, that's the thing that you should be focusing on. And, like I say, when it comes to customer reviews, look, we do, we do one thing. We solve for the problem of unknown customer identity. Period. <clears throat> now, if our software on the back end, when you look at the, all the customer feedback, all the analytics, everything, everything that, that you need then to drive a, a, a business outcome as a result of knowing now, knowing your customer information, if you, knowing the feedback and knowing your reputation, and understanding, comparatively speaking, how you fit with your local mm. competitors, because we've got all of that. Right. I mean, we've got all the all the sophistication, all the analytics, everything that you would want from a really sophisticated customer feedback system. We've got that. But, you know, I'm not really talking about it. Why? Because I want the message to be, we solve for unknown customer identity. And, and, and if you do not know who your customers are, and we are the solution for you. If, if you do know who your customers are, we're still a good solution for you. And, and you might come across us one day and you might think, you know, well, that's pretty cool. I might want to do that, right? And you've got alternative ways of doing it, but that's not who we're targeting on the first go around. Eventually, maybe, but not right now. What a marvelous lesson instead of disciplines for entrepreneurs because um, – and I, I, I throw myself in that bucket. I think Lee and I are entrepreneurs. I know personally I get very easily distracted by shiny objects, and every time I find a new little something that uh, – with this thing of ours, it, it's tempting to go talk about that and run down that path. But if you can exercise that discipline, especially early on, to, to, to focus on that one – that one thing, like the guy said in that movie a long time ago, <laughs> it's, it's that one thing. Okay, you and Pierre both, 
you guys are, are seasoned entrepreneurs. Um, you, you've, you've had some hard knocks. You've had successes, failures, highs, lows. No doubt. Why go through ATDC? Don't you guys have this entrepreneur thing figured out? Do you know, that is a, that is a great question. And um, my regret is that I didn't do it the first time. Uh, and, uh, you know, my friend Charles Potts, who, who works here, mm-hmm. um, he and I were talking and I was saying, oh, God, we're going to start this new company, yada, yada, yada. And, and he was telling me about it. Now, I, I've known about ATDC for as long as it's been around. And, um, but this time around, I thought, you know what? It will be a pleasure and a privilege to put, to start the company here. Um, in, 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 in the U.S., to start it here. Start from the beginning in terms of our, uh, our, um, startup here in the U.S., put it right here. The availability of resources. And, and I think it's, it's a fool who thinks he knows everything, right? And the, the resources, even after doing this before, just because of it before, maybe I was lucky. Um, what a mature, personally accountable, coachable, wide lens way to approach that. Yeah, kudos to you for that. Yeah, thank, it, it's it's eye opening, and, and and I would say to any young entrepreneur who's thinking of starting a company or is in his bedroom right now, like trying to figure this thing out, you know, come down here and you know just just talk to these guys and see if you can get in. And if you don't, if this is your third venture. Come and talk to these guys and see if you can get in, because the availability right. resources is just is just incre- it's just incredible. And also, I, I think for for people who've done this before as well, I think there's always this element of wanting to give back a little bit as well. And I mean, just today, I mean, Business France is here this afternoon. I thought I saw that on the right. Yeah. Uh, they're here this afternoon, and like, wow, we've started our company in France. We've got a place here. You know, like mm-hmm. we can help those guys. Right. Right. So you actually bump into ways to give back as well as you go through. So there's, there's a hundred reasons to be here. So what's next for you guys? Where are you going to be putting your energy in, in the coming months? You think? Uh, it's all in product and sales. It's that simple. Monique, again, you must just absolutely love what you do. I do. <laughs> I love what I do. And the good thing is, um, with Steve, he's actually going to be demoing his product at the Retail Tech Symposium on uh, Halloween. So you're going to be one of the people that are at this yeah. thing. And so and so, have you prepared some sort of formal presentation? How What's that going to look like? Well, I think we have 10 minutes, right? Thanks. So I think we've already got that done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can't tell people what you do in 10 minutes, yes. you've got a problem. Yeah. Well, you say that, but and sometimes in some of these competitions, it's less than that. But getting well, it, they're not competing. They're, oh, okay. They're they're showcasing the competition is um, for new new players. Got it. Yeah, got it. But you do. That's an excellent point. Though you really do have to get to where you can articulate what you do and why you do it and how it serves people very succinctly, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, they talk about the elevator pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some people think they get into buildings which are four hundred. <laughs> Four hundred right? So assume you're going two floors. Get it out. <laughs> so, what do you need most, and what can we do to help, man? Um, well, you can never have enough customers, right? Right. And um, I, I tell you, one of the reasons why we, we we're doing the ATD thing as well is um, a shameless plug for my uh, for my 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 two daughters. I have uh, my eldest daughter's third year Georgia Tech. Computer science. Wow. So Maggie's uh, Maggie's going there, and my youngest, she's a freshman at UGA. 
So I've got you know both of the schools there. So you know when I when I look at you know what Maggie's doing and what what you know, what these kids are doing, it's astonishing. And there's um, there's a lot of artificial intelligence, machine learning that's in our product, and uh, tapping into the ATDC ATDC Georgia Tech resources. I mean that's high on our list. And um, we're already we've already got a program lined up for the spring uh, for the uh, for the post grad guys. Um, oh really? On the AI side, yeah. So we're going to be bringing in five to ten uh, post grads uh, working with us. That's uh, another distinct benefit of hanging out it's with this crowd: the access to talent, right? Right. Unmatched. And that's what we need. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. You know, we need we need this uh, this leading edge. Uh, uh, forward-thinking um, think tank, these brains that that are that are here uh, to help improve the product. Well, if your daughters are anything like my two, so I have some empathy for uh, what you've been through and the joys of what it's like to have two daughters. But if they're anything like mine, they don't want to work with dad. So send them my way. Will you? There's no way my daughter's working with me. There's no way. We'll put them to work in the business radio business. So oh. Uh, the name of the company, Gator Reviews. Is yeah. there a story behind that? Uh, not really. It's just the <laughs> Gator's kind of cute, and it's a memorable little. You know, when you see our logo, it's kind of cute, <laughs> and you. I don't know. It's all Pierre's. That, that it's Pierre. That was Pierre's idea. Uh, yeah, uh, there is a bit of a story. He loves. He loves Florida. And uh-huh. the University of Florida. My wife's a Gator, so that's why I didn't yeah, want to do it. Came from it, there. Like we, we we go back and forwards on it, but <laughs> yeah. It's, it is kind of cute. So let's leave our listeners, particularly those who are just kind of getting things off the ground, with a little bit of counsel about how to approach this idea of tapping into the ATDC ecosystem. And once you're here, how to fully leverage it to, to its best benefit. I'd actually like to kind of hear it from both of you. Maybe I'll start with, with Monique, and then, but, let's, but let's wrap it with, with you, Steve, on, uh, on both of those points. How to kind of get started, get your feet wet here, and then how to fully leverage it once you're in. So, The best way to get started with engaging with ATDC is really to just come to some of the events that we have. I mean, there's classes and, and events that happen every single week. And these are not expensive seminar workshop No, it's free. Stuff. Yeah. Um, many, several of them are open to the public. Um, others, you're required to have the lower membership, which just costs $25 a quarter. Um, and by the way, most of our events have food, so you cover the cost of your, um, <laughs> I you know, spend membership. that on pizza. There, there you go. <laughs> So that 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 provides you access. You you can't get a better value. Just um, right out of the box. And what are some of the topics or or disciplines that you might be exposed to, even at that level? Oh, at that level, you're exposed to everything. The, really, the 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 <clears throat> main thing that you don't get at that level is the one-on-one continuous coaching mm-hmm. with one of us catalysts. However, you do have access to mentors, our volunteer mentors, um, and we have about a hundred of those. Well, if you had a list in front of you, listeners, of the who's who in the startup environment, the the venture capital world, all that stuff, and you were sitting where I'm sitting today, I've watched half of that list walk by this glass That's right. door. That's I, right. You know, I, and, and sometimes I, I know their face. I'm like, who is it? And I look it up. And it's just these people are here. Yep. They're, and, and to your point, Steve, a great many of them, maybe most all of them, are really here trying to give back. They, you know, they've made right. their money. They've had their fun and they're – and 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 um, that's 
really incredible yep. to me. Yeah, you have a lot of people in this environment that just want to give back and help others to you know achieve certain levels of successes they have. So that's the great thing about this. And then, you know, ATDC is, um, you know, we're funded by the state. And so mm-hmm. we don't take equity in any of the companies. And that's a, that's a distinction for most accelerator incubator yeah. things, right? That's right. I mean, that's a huge distinction because all of the others do take um, equity in exchange for investment. Right. So, Steve, uh, any particular counsel you might offer? Um, well, young and old, entrepreneurs just in where to get started and how to fully leverage this thing. Yeah, I think just show up and um, uh, it, just hang out. Uh, the office is here. You can sit in your office. You can sit in the co-working space. You can sit in the lobby. I mean, I, I, just as I was waiting here, Sig Mosley just walked past, right? Yeah. So you're right. I mean, there there are – And Aubrey makes popcorn. I mean, what? Yeah. Right? That's as good as selling popcorn. I don't know. Really, Sig, popcorn, Sig, you know, both of those are important. Yeah. yeah. And so, so you know, the opportunity just to sort of like just grab somebody, you know, mm-hmm. as you're walking by. And if you're not here, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, just and, – and I will – I'll just mention about these, these postgrads, by the way. Monique mentioned some of these things are free. So we got the email from the, uh, the, 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 the lady organizing this. And so I responded. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we we have. She's looking for people with a project. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we've got a project. Uh, like, yeah, what's involved? And uh, then she comes back and says, well, you know, you can have between five and fifteen of these postgrads, and they work on a project. And I'm like, well, how much is that going to cost me? It's nothing. Wow. I don't know a single other university, certainly of Georgia Tech's caliber, where you can get access to five to 10 people to work on your project for free. If, if that isn't, if that isn't worth $30,000, $40,000, I don't know what mm-hmm. is, but that's typically what you'd be spending for that. Man. And so, but, but like, just, just take the money out of it. Just the, the, the talent, which is around here, you can get the, you, you can get advice, you can mm. get mentorship. You can just, just, just bounce an idea around and and if that saves you six months to market, if it, if it saves you running down a path that you're going to run down for the next two months, <clears throat> that that's worth millions of dollars. Oh right. yeah, right. You cannot put a number on it. So it's it's just invaluable, really, to me. Well, it has been an absolute delight having you on the on the show. If our listeners want to get in touch with you or somebody on your team. And it, from a customer standpoint or an investor standpoint or whatever, they want to have a conversation about some of these topics. What's the most appropriate way to get connected with you? I don't know if it's email, phone, LinkedIn, whatever is appropriate. What's the, the best way for them to get connected with you? Steve at Gator Reviews, one hour in the middle. Man, this whole this simplicity thing is a theme with you, Steve. There's <laughs> a theme, right? <laughs> right. I love it. Well, thanks again. Keep up the okay. good work. Keep us posted. And let's stay connected, man. Thanks, Tom. Yes, sir. All right, Monique. Uh, also, if our listeners want to, to learn more about ATDC, they want to get involved, uh, and or if they want to talk specifically uh, about uh, retail, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can always go to atdc.org. That's the main um, page and connect with any of us in any vertical, including myself. Um, in order to get in touch directly with the Retail Tech program, you can email retailtech at atdc.org. And to register for the event, you can just go to atdcretailtech.com. 
And that's coming up? That's October October 31st? 31st, all day. I have that date in my mind for some reason. It's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this event's not scary. This is going to be a fantastic event. It's going to be fantastic. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for keeping us posted. Thanks for having me. And I can't thank you enough for bringing Steve, man. You bring a lot of energy to this oh, thing. Oh, thank we're, you. We're it excited does. for you. Thanks, man. Hey, how about staying with us? we got one more guest we're going to visit with. You got it. All right. Y'all ready for the headliner here? <laughs> He's been very patient. He's been nodding his head. I thought I caught him taking some notes. Please join me in welcoming to the show founder and CEO with Stackfolio, Mr. Pav Tukral. How are you, buddy? Thank you for having me, Stone. Well, I am delighted to have you. What'd you learn in that last segment? More about uh, Net Promoter review scores than I knew my entire <laughs> life. That's what I learned. I also learned that that you've got a butter smooth voice, man. I, I don't have a Doesn't he? a deep tone like that. I was just sitting here jealous the whole time. Well, my value to the the entire broadcast industry is they hear me. If that guy can do this and make a living at it, I can do it. So I, I'm an I'm an inspiration to some people. But he he does have a marvelous voice. We're going to keep him after class, knock out some voiceover work. But before we do that, I want to learn about Stackfolio. Absolutely. Mission, purpose, what are you out there trying to, to do for folks? Yeah, so Stackfolio is an online marketplace for loan trading between financial institutions. So we help banks, credit unions, insurance companies, REITs, asset managers, hedge funds, loan, basically any type of financial institution trade loan assets online instead of using a human broker. So let me explain. What well, I was going to say, because to me, I would have thought this was locked and loaded long before I even entered the business world. <laughs> and, and so it is in some sense, but not in another. Yeah. So I think when people typically think about financial institutions trading assets, you know, they think about bonds, securities, equities. And so a lot of people seem to think that, you know, during the whole uh, digital revolution, particularly in financial services and sort of the 2000s to 2010s, when they basically every structured product like the NASDAQ uh, equities moved onto the internet. And, you know, we started to have the flourish of these algorithmic trading. They sort of, everyone sort of thinks that everything sort of moved online and, mm-hmm. and that's very much not true. And I, I was actually very surprised to find out. So, I mean, you might be shocked that today in the United States, there exists a market that transacts anywhere between 500 billion to a trillion dollars every year at the low end there's about 20,000 institutions that participate. So you're really institutional banks, credit unions, insurance companies, REITs. And then if you start including these tech-enabled lenders or, or these non-bank lenders you know, on the side of the road, I'm sure you've seen the hard money folks, mm-hmm. um, that number jumps to about 100,000. And all of them are trading loans over the phone wow. using human brokers. Uh, there's between 5 to 20 people per counterparty that are involved in the transactions. And it takes 6 to 9 months to complete a trade, and the primary, the primary form of media transfer is mailing a CD drive across the country. Oh, my. So when I found that out as, a, as an engineer that grew up in the age of the internet, I, just, I thought people were nuts. <laughs> right? um, and we sort of built the entire premise of the company that there is not a human brokered market of size in existence that the internet will allow to exist into the future. Right? I, it's just something as an engineer that I know to be true. So for you to tell me there's a market of that size that still transacts that manually, I just know, even if it's not us that win, it will move online. It will happen. Happen with Airbnb, PayPal, eBay, the NASDAQ, ICE, Amazon, everything. All right, everything. but you're, you got you and your team, you're, you're the pioneers. 
So you may very well be the one that gets the arrows in the back before the rest of us figure out that the Indians are here. <laughs> so, I mean, right? So that's you're out in front on this. We are. We are. Yeah. So I, I'd say we are an industry leader. We're farther, I think, than, than anybody else um, in our primary competitors today. God, another are gladiator, Steve. <laughs> right. You're another gladiator. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are some of the uh, big rocks, the, the, the big barriers to getting this thing going? Because it, it sounds what you're saying seems like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This, But I, I got to believe there's got to be some big old inertia barrier to this thing. Yeah, so I, I think a lot of folks that have tried to enter the space in the past have made the mistake of, of building what I, I like to call uh, just a listing service. So a lot of people seem to think that in building marketplace businesses, if you sort of build the Craigslist for X, people will come. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very much not true. So you know, we spend a whole lot of time in the beginning of the business making sure that we were architecting something that was not just a Craigslist for loans, that was not just a listing service. So we've now spent over two and a half years building a complete transaction engine for loan asset transactions. So we've built a technology we internally call Blueprint that allows you to do any form of loan asset transaction online. So whether that be pools of loans, so multiple loans in a single package, participation, so if... uh, there's a really large sized loan that banks or credit unions want to participate pieces of hmm. a warehouse line of credit transaction. Um, and then underneath those types of transaction, every asset class under the sun, right? So we're not just a marketplace for mortgages or just for commercial loans, everything from mortgage, commercial, auto, consumer, uh, you know, real estate, uh, credit card loans, student loans, everything. All right. So is this a sexy slide deck or is this a happening thing right now? The happening thing right now. So, I mean, we've spent right. over two years of investment in it, right? And, and this is what I think a lot of people get wrong. There's the access problem in most marketplace businesses and certainly in loan trading, mm-hmm. but there's also the process problem. So you have to actually do the transaction online, right? It's not just about introducing the two counterparties <clears> and sort of just lifting your hands and saying they can do the rest offline, that's not a magical experience. They need to be able to do the listing, the pricing, the communication, doc negotiation, due diligence. Everything needs to happen online. And doing that for all these different types of transactions is really, really hard. So is there relatively new technology that has made this, if not possible, a lot more practical now than maybe five, ten years ago that you've sort of capitalized on? So what I'd say is um, sort of two things have, have helped. Or you had to go build it. <laughs> or uh, both. Well, well, the vast majority we've had to go build, right? So one thing that I think has sort of helped is the um, penetration of cloud-based technologies, particularly mm-hmm. in financial services. So a lot of these uh, cloud-based technologies already having sort of overcome the security barriers that are needed in the space has helped tremendously. The other thing is I think there's a belief in uh, productivity workflow um, businesses that there sort of wasn't in in the mid to early 2000s that there's a belief a and a thirst right a- a- absolutely yeah. absolutely right and like slack had a had a huge um he moved a lot of barriers to sort of folks waking right. up and, and saying that you know the workplace and the process with which folks do work needs to adapt to moving online um and and especially when you're uh in, in sort of niche areas right where you know, Slack has sort of carved their niche inside of an organization in sort of these generic productivity communication problems. And Stackfolio is saying, hey, you know, there there are five to 20 people in every transaction per counterparty. 
There are thousands of loans being moved from, from place to place. There's pricing to be done. There's diligence to be done. And, and today there's, by the end of a transaction, you have like three to 400 e- different email threads and a hundred to 200 phone call conversations and it's all over the place. And if somebody goes on vacation, you're screwed. So, um, you know, moving all of that in one place, there's a convenience factor, not to mention the tremendous amount of access that you get to assets. So the value proposition, now I'm a sales guy and I'm an easy sale. I buy everybody, you know, any kid that comes to my stoop, I buy it. So, but the value proposition to me it sounds very attractive. You know, I'm very enamored with that. And I, I get this, this vision of these, you know, old school guys in the back room smoking cigars, you know, sort of snickering at your new idea. We got our way, you know, I mean, did you run into any of that or was it initially embraced? So I'd say we have never entered a single room that we have described Stackfolio where they did not agree with the premise of the business. Okay. That the market will move online. Mm-hmm. Now folks might disagree with, you know, some of the minutia that, right. oh, you know, we want, we don't like this product page or, you know, that way of doing it won't work or, or this in this asset class, you'll never achieve penetration with this. But, but everybody, well, some of that data is good to good to get because sometimes they might be right about those. Things. Uh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. And, and, but nobody has disagreed that the market will move online. Mm-hmm. The other thing is there has never before existed this type of access in the space. Right. So today on any one of your phones, you can go to stackfolio.com slash marketplace and see $2 billion of loan asset opportunity without having to sign in, without having to pay anything. It's all right there. It's anonymous, but that amount of access to the market has never existed before. Hmm. And so today, if you're, if you're especially a community bank, the only way you have to access the market is to go call up your regional brokerage firm and they might introduce your deal to maybe, you know, 30, 40 folks that they have a relationship with or choose to only show it to one because they believe it's, it's the most worthwhile exit and easiest way for them to consummate a trade. Um, and, and, and so folks really don't have national access today and that's what we're, we're trying to solve for first and foremost. Okay. So that even supersedes the, the, the speed and ease of the transaction, the, the, the back to what, uh, Steve was saying in the last segment, your, your one thing is access. You're trying to make it where a lot more people can play here. Absolutely. Yeah. N- number one is access. Okay. It's, it's the marketplace. All right. And then number two is actually being able to do the transaction, right? And, and in, mm-hmm. unfortunately in financial services, right, your, your solution sort of has to be a little bit more baked before a financial institution will wrap their arms around it, right? <laughs> yeah, today, I'll today bet. you know, no bank is calling on a Raymond James, um, to say, Hey, solve this one really, 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 really niche problem for us. Mm-hmm. You just have a problem and they need the whole thing solved. And so, you know, we really took the approach of saying we needed to be a full service solution going out to market. Uh, now, I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not. I'm not saying that everything on the platform is beautiful and perfect and works, you know, immensely better than a manual approach. But it certainly is better, and mm-hmm. it certainly provides more access, and it certainly provides more convenience. So, where exactly are you now? How would you characterize your position on the on on the curve? There, are you? Yes, yeah, so I, I mean, I'd say we're early, right? Okay. So we today have a little over a thousand institutions on Stackfolio. Um, a thousand more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, right at around two billion dollars of, of listed listed opportunities today, and um, you know, we look to the market, and we've been we've been out out there now for about two and a half years, live to the market. And uh, what I'd basically <clears throat> say is we've been investing heavily in acquiring more and more network. 
right? So that's what we've been we've been investing in, um, and then investing in technology for the for the folks that are able to consummate a trade with the limited network that we have today. Okay, so let me back up a minute. Acquiring network means going out and building relationships with the credit union, with the bank, the people who would participate on the platform. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're building those relationships. And onboarding them onto the platform, getting assets listed. That's what what we've been investing in so far because, you know, the moat for most marketplace businesses is the amount of network, the density that they've already been able to capture. That's really, really hard to compete with. And so the thing that we are are pumping – dollars and speed and sweat and and sort of sweat equity into is getting that network to be more and more dense every day. Cuz you have you do have a little bit of this chicken egg thing and you've had to pick one. So oh, absolutely. You went with the chicken or the egg or whatever you want to call it, but you All right, so you put your money there. I interrupted you. All right, and then what's the rest of the picture? And, and the rest now is we're we're now starting to convert some of that density, right? So to to date we've we've closed, you know, a couple hundred million dollars in transactions through through Stackfolio. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And um but but it's still, you know, pennies relative to the market. And so what we're starting to invest in now is for example, prospecting infrastructure. So we're generating a tremendous amount of data now. Where we've got thousands of folks coming and filtering for for assets, click, and know. there's going to be applications for that that you're just not fooling with right now down the road, right? With all a- that absolutely. that data, right? Absolutely. Right now, we're just trying to optimize for ourselves, right? Saying, hey, there are lots of folks that are coming in here and, and clicking on listings that are filtering for assets, that are requesting access to deals, that are bidding on stuff, um, and we need to capture that data so that we can go and pr- counterparty search and prospect them for deals. Because there are connections happening on our marketplace right now that are not being consummated. Uh, and so just trying to, again, we have a bunch of nodes in this network. Right. We need to draw lines between them um, and, and increase that density. And once we get that wheel turning, nobody else will be able to compete. And as long as we're running faster and harder ahead uh, up that mountain than anybody else, we're going to win. What an exciting time for you guys. So what do you need more of? Or do you need money? Do you need people? Sleep? What do you need? <laughs> um, Everybody in the room smiled at that because they've all been entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, you know, of course, we're, we're an early stage startup, so we're always fundraising, mm-hmm. I guess is the answer to that. Well, it um, sounds like you got a lot of money changing hands, but it looks like your coat's off the rack. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, the answer to that question is is we're investing heavily and heavily into more and more market relationships, right? So okay. for us, our, our main investment focus right now is any form of customer relationship that we can go build. So that mm-hmm. comes through physical capital markets talent, right? Human human talent. So I'm not, you know, I'd love to be able to say that we're Airbnb and if you post a listing on Stackfolio today that it'll turn in the next week. Right. That's, that's not the case, right? So we still invest in some boots on the ground and we have a a multi-channel strategy to getting your deal to convert on Stackfolio. And one of those channels is a physical human national sales team. So we're Ah, always after tremendous fixed income capital markets talent. If there's somebody out there that believes that they play in the space and they agree that in a few years the market will have turned and moved online and they want to jump on that rising ship right now, you know, we're hiring, we're open. Please come reach out to me. My email is pav at stackfolio.com, P-A-V at stackfolio.com. Um, the, the second piece is that, yes, I, I do believe we're not done raising capital. Ab- absolutely. Right. So mm-hmm. we're, we're continuously growing the team that takes in capital investment. Um, but the marketplace is, 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 is on, you know, we're not, <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm not sitting here today. I'm, you know, we're certainly not Airbnb, but we're cer- certainly not nothing. So there are a thousand institutions, there are assets, there are transactions happening. 
So before we wrap, talk to me a little bit about your experience with ATDC, what that's been like, and what counsel, if any, you might offer some of our listeners if they're considering sort of getting involved with ATDC in some fashion or another. Yeah, so I, I have found tremendous value out of the, the catalysts at ATDC. So, um, Hear that, Monique? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, honestly, I'd say anybody that feels like they've properly leveraged the ATDC would say the same thing. Um, mm. You know, I, I always like to say sort of the immediate headline value that a lot of people seem to think ATDC offers is the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're a signature company here. Uh, and so we have physical office space that's subsidized by the government, um, and I tremendously appreciate that. Uh, the location is amazing right next to Georgia Tech to recruit talent. And a very short walk to that slice that we talked about earlier <laughs> in the program. <laughs> Great food, yep, right yep. here in Midtown. Um, but for us, the val- a lot of the value has come from sort of the, the ancillary stuff that, that – you know, you don't, you don't know about when you first hear about ATDC. So mm. things like, you know, Jeff Gapson, who used to be the fintech catalyst, now Charles Potts, who's the fintech catalyst here, um, the sort of network and tremendous value that they provide in introductions, the uh, road shows that ATDC puts on for fundraising, the showcase that they put on for fundraising, uh, the connectivity into the ecosystem, right? So, you know, one of the things that, that I always like to tell people is, hey, if you're going to go raise money for your company, don't be afraid to get on a plane. But... <sighs> ATDC here acknowledges that, right? Their job is to build the Atlanta ecosystem, but at the same time, they recognize that we need to go bring outside resources into Atlanta as well. And that's only going to come from from entrepreneurs being successful going out and bringing that stuff in. So, I mean, I'm going to be fully honest. I raised most of my capital outside of Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and now I'm spending it here in Atlanta. But not only does the ATDC support that, but they helped in, in that in that endeavor. And and I really, really appreciate that. And then sort of the next thing that I love, and it's the exact same thing as you said, um, the talent here is incredible, right? So I I actually started HackGT here here in Atlanta. And so, um, you know, with that, I've had a tremendous access to undergrad talent at Georgia Tech, and I've Mm -hmm. leveraged the heck out of that. Um, For us, you know, we we recruit a tremendous amount of part-time student uh, labor at Stackfolio, and we love it. And we, we help train, we help provide classes, we provide ancillary uh, sort of perks around working at Stackfolio. And we've we've had, you know, all of, I think, at least one of every single director of HackGT at, at Stackfolio. We've had sort of presidents of, you know, the web dev clubs. We've had um, folks that have led other E2M, Startup Exchange. All of these folks that come into Stackfolio work part-time. Some stay, some accept full-time offers, some go elsewhere. But it's helped us build this sort of, uh, density of, of reputation, at least in the undergrad program here, that I really, really appreciate. And the location really helps with that, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. being, I, I think being able to to afford space that we work across the street at the Coda building is next to impossible for a company our size. Right. But being here and having the support network and the connectivity is is phenomenal. Well, I'm glad I asked. And I'm not surprised by your answer, but I am encouraged by it. And I just I, I think it's wonderful what the folks are doing down here. And I think it's great what you're doing, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we are delighted to have you. Okay, one more time. Let's leave our listeners with coordinates for you if they want to reach out and talk with you about any of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, my name is Pav. My email is very simple. It's P-A-V, P as in Paul, A as in Apple, V as in Victor, at stackfolio.com. Fantastic. And please reach out. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, man. Thank you. All right, this is Stone Payton for all the folks down here at ATDC and everyone in the Business Radio X family. We'll see you next time.
on ATDC Radio.